Dorothy Day has a wonderful quote. I only love God as much as I love the person I love the least. This is a wonderful and challenging remark on the power and the challenge, frankly, of divine love, of loving as Jesus loves. Now, we live in the information age, so the person we love the least can easily be someone we personally don't even know, whether it be a politician or an entertainer or someone who we will never possibly even meet, maybe even the leader of another country, right? It's easy to love someone the least who is far away or to to hate someone by what you hear about him or her. But I want to take Dorothy Day's quote a little further and challenge us on a personal level. Because oftentimes the person we love the least is the person we're called or the people we are called to love the most. Think of it this way. It's easy for those of you who are married to have loved your spouse on your wedding day. How handsome, how beautiful, how wonderful the day. The opportunity before you. It's really hard to love a spouse after you've had the umpteenth fight over the silliest or most trivial thing in the world. As a priest, I know this when I came here, when I was assigned here, although I wanted to be a scholarly priest who sat in an office and read books and then came out every now and again to preach the gospel to people. I got sent here to work with college students, and I love every moment of it. And I was very excited when I came here, the opportunity to love these young people, to work with them, to bring them to the Lord Jesus and His church. But then you start to work with them, and you work with people, and you get intimately involved with their lives, and it's really hard to continue to love them when they make the same mistakes over and over and over again. But that's when we're called to love them the most, when they're the most difficult, when they're the furthest from where we want them to be. That's what true love is. That's divine love. That's the love to which each of us is called through our baptism, to which each of us is given the graces every time we go to the Eucharist, every time we come to confession, to live in accord with the love of Jesus Christ. Isn't it beautiful in the reading from the Gospel today? When Judas had left them, Jesus, what is the first thing he says? Now is the Son of Man glorified. Not a few days earlier when he came triumphantly into Jerusalem riding on the donkey to the people singing Hosanna in the highest. No, no. Jesus, the love of God is glorified when he dies for his betrayer. When he dies and rises from the dead for those who spat upon his face. That is the glory of God. That is love. That is the measure of each of our loves. St. Thomas Aquinas has this beautiful phrase where when we are manufacturing or making something, let's say we're making fishing poles, there's a standard if I'm making fishing poles to which all fishing poles will be measured. And if it falls short, it's discarded. It's not what we need. I need to try again. The standard for our love is the love of Jesus Christ on the cross. That's the measure of your love. That's the standard by which you should judge everything you do. Does it conform to the man, the God-man, on the, tr- on the cross? Dying for not the holy, but the poor, the downtrodden, the sinners. In the first reading, we heard from the Acts of the Apostles, from Paul and Barnabas. 
it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And you all know this very well. To live in accord with the teachings of Christ and his church, to follow after him, is incredibly difficult, incredibly hard. Each and every day is a challenge. And perhaps the greatest, most consistent hardship we endure is love. Yes, it brings us to the height, absolutely. But love means constantly pouring out myself, sacrificing my own good for the sake of your good, of putting you, your needs, your salvation ahead of myself. This is incredibly difficult, but this is the universal vocation of Christians. And here's the beauty of it all when we hear in that second reading from the book of Revelation, the one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. All things new. Forgiveness is a new thing. Love is always a new thing. Relationships are always an invitation in Christ Jesus to something new. This is what allowed St. Augustine in his confessions to say, O beauty ever ancient, ever new. To know God, to love God, to serve God is to enter into a continuous newness of life. Each day entering into his eternity, each day entering into his newness of spirit of life. And the place where we find this newness is love, is willing the good of the other, is acting for some greater good, for the greater good of another person. To love is to enter into this newness of life, ever and always. To each of us, our Lord is challenging us, questioning us today. Where in your life is love needed? How can I, the Lord, help make you, help make that relationship, help make whatever it is new? Today, in this beautiful celebration of the Eucharist, we have the opportunity to come before our Lord and our God, to receive Him fully, body, blood, soul, and divinity into our life. And He's saying to you in that weak part, that difficult part, that place of your life where love is needed more than any other, Behold, I make all things new.